1: Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, for listeners in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva office number is 262-729-4128. For listeners in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us on our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. And while on our website, you can listen to the past couple of podcast shows by clicking on both the media library and radio tabs. Subscribers to Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify, you can listen to all of our past shows. Uh, Reach out to us if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one meeting, a Zoom meeting, or if you just have questions, we are here to help. So our topic today is gonna be on taxes, or rather year-end tax strategies. Now that we're in September of 2022, we're getting near the end of the year. What can we do to help maximize our taxes, or rather reduce our long-term taxes? Well, we're going to talk about that, but before we do, it's Victory Monday for my co-host here (laughs) today, who hails from Minnesota. Sorry for all of you Packer fans, but Tony is a Vikings fan. So so congratulations well, to yeah, as a
0: Vikings I, fan, usually you end up giving me a pretty hard time on the show, Jim, because of the Vikings, right? So
1: And and I was looking forward to, yeah. you know, uh, rubbing it in a little yeah. bit to you, my good friend. But you know, since you guys won, I promise I'll be nice okay.
0: Day. Okay, just this one episode, right? This that's well, it. Well, Jim, I gotta tell you, when you Jim, when you talk about taxes, I get all excited. That's a little Matt Foley motivational speaker. That's a speaker. good Chris Farley Matt Fo- there. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's really yeah. good.
0: Sometimes when you get too deep uh, in talking about the the taxes, I have to say, I'm sorry, Jim. I don't speak Japanese. I, anyway, that's that's about the extent that's of my good. imitation there for the show today. But well, that's actually really good. But for me. our listeners need to know this will be an exciting episode because. We're not talking about just taxes, but minimizing your tax burden, how to do that, and why it's important to plan at year-end for your tax situation. Don't wait until next year when it's too late to do something about it, right?
1: That's right, Tony. So when we talk about this topic today, a lot of it is going to be due in part to what's happened in the stock market, and not just the stock market, the bond market, and a number of different markets abroad. It's been a bad year and i want to give you a couple of examples yeah. of that you know we've talked about the stock Do market this year you have to give year. us
0: examples of that we, i mean 2022 well, okay. come on I, i'll
1: scale it down i'll come scale on. it it's been bad all right double digit losses pretty much for the entire stock yeah. market the nasdaq the nasdaq stock exchange is down 22% this year and the other one that i'll read which none of it's good the bond market on average based on the bloomberg us aggregate bond index is down 12% year to date It's been miserable across the board. And usually when the stocks are down, you see the bonds up. And we're not even seeing that this year. So it's been a really tough year for investors. And what can we do in consideration of this downturn to help us in the long run? So we're going to talk over a couple of different strategies today. That's
0: good. And, you know, I think year-end tax planning is so important because while there's still time, you might want to look at your situation and make some adjustments. Of course, you never want to do that without working with a financial services professional and tax professional. And I know you do this for your clients and can do this for our listeners if they want to give you a call and and meet up with you,
1: right? That's right. Now, so what we're going to talk about today doesn't necessarily mean we're going to do this for everybody. Everybody's situation is different. I'm just going to give you a couple of ideas, and I'm definitely not making recommendations over the airways here. Sure. So the first thing I want to uh, talk about is called taking your lumps which doesn't sound very good, does it?
0: <laughs> it sounds like you're that talking about for- Aaron Rodgers in that Vikings game.
1: Oh, you're never going to let that go, are you?
0: <laughs> taking his lumps. Well, you
1: you deserve it. You deserve yeah, once it. Cuz the while. Vikings, well, you guys don't usually beat the Packers. So whenever <laughs> Not you recently, do, but uh No. But that was they they did look impressive and I'm talking about yeah. the Vikings. All right. So taking your lumps. So let's say you held You have money in an individual or a joint or a trust account, and you own stock or a a mutual fund, and you've got a really sizable capital gains. Now, often individuals are really hesitant to sell off those investments because they know they're going to have to pay taxes when they do so. Well, some of the losses have been pretty sizable this year. So if you're thinking of, boy, I really want to get out of that investment, but I feel kind of stuck because I know I have a tax that I'm going to have to take. That's a, this is the type of year you should consider selling off that stock. I know we often think of, well, hold it for the long term. But if you have better alternatives of where that money could flow to, such as in another stock that's much more financially strong, or your objectives have changed and you're just holding on because you've got a big tax hit that's waiting for you, Well, it's better to sell it now than it was at the beginning of the year because you are going to save on taxes. And furthermore, if let's say you're in a money loser, you bought an investment, it's doing really poorly and it's just not looking better and there's some better alternatives for you. You can sell at a capital gains loss this year and you can have as much as $3,000 of a tax write off that you can write off over a number of consecutive years. And doing it at a down point like this is better to do it now as opposed to when things are going really well. You sell, you get a big tax hit later on that could be worse, especially if capital gains taxes change over time. Right now, for most investors, it's either a 0% tax for long-term capital gains, that is investments held for 12 months or longer, or 15%. It depends on your tax bracket as to which one you're going to pay. Only for the rich is it going to be 20%. If it's held for less than one year, it's a it's taxed at your marginal income tax rate. And more than likely down the road, Tony, you and I have talked about this before. We believe, I believe that taxes are going to go up, not just for marginal income tax rates, but for capital gains rates. And if you want to wait down the road before you sell, you know, it could be a lot more taxing for that individual as opposed to, hey, you know what? The market's down. Let's take advantage of this. Pay the tax now because taxes are at its lowest point than we've seen. And we can go back 100 years for tax rates. Uh, I think this is a good time to consider, not necessarily act upon it.
0: Well, yeah. And like you said earlier, it depends on your situation. But there are a lot of things that you can do before the end of the year to minimize that tax burden. And you have to make sure you're looking at where you're at, how much you have, what your situation will be. And I mean, we don't know. Taxes could be higher for you next year. Uh, You have to look at your situation and the possibilities of what might happen in the future and what happened earlier this year. And like you said, it's been a roller coaster and mostly down this year for the markets and bonds. So that's not good. So what do you do? And you have to look at the losses and make sure you're in a good tax situation. And there are a lot of items that play into that. Like, uh, there's, um, you know, uh, charitable giving, right? There's, uh, that, things oh, yes, like that, exactly. right? charitable donations, things, things like that that could help.
1: Absolutely. So, you know what, that's perfect. That's one of my topics I was going to talk about. So let's, let's bring in charity. Here. So let's say for example, and I want to throw this out as a hypothetical. Let's say this particular year you've got a number of items that you can deduct on your federal taxes. Normally, let's say you're in you don't have enough itemized deductions so you do the normal standard tax deduction. But this particular year you've got a number of things that you can deduct on an itemized basis. Well, if you're also a charitable giver, giving as much as you can to charity in that particular year really helps to reduce your overall tax burden. Mm -hmm. If uh, let's say next year, you're just planning on a normal standard tax deduction and you are also going to consider giving money to charity in that particular year. Well, why don't you escalate that particularly while your investments are down, pull out, give, give two years worth of charitable uh, deductions uh, for people, for uh, the charities that you're looking for, whether it's a church or a a charitable institution, you can take advantage of the fact that the stock market is down this year and also get yourself a big tax break, knowing that next year around you won't be able to do that. Because if you don't have a lot of other items to deduct and you also give a charitable deduction or charitable contribution in, let's say, 2023, you won't be able to write off that charitable contribution. Uh, So if you have the opportunity to do it in a year where you have a lot of other itemized deductions, and if it exceeds your standard tax deduction, you can really take advantage of that and reduce your overall tax burden. Yeah.
0: Well, and reducing your taxes, that sounds good to me and probably everyone listening. But again, you need to be working with a financial services professional like yourself. So what's something else we need to know for year-end tax planning?
1: Well, let's talk about this, you know, in addition to taking advantage of it in one particular year because your itemized taxes are starting to get higher, higher that you can deduct. Also with required minimum distributions, let's say you're age 72 or older and you normally gift money to the church anyways. Uh, Why don't you, instead of directly gifting that money to the church, if you have that money go straight from your financial institution the amount that is required for you to pull out, you take that money and it goes straight to your church or charitable institution. You will have no taxes that you owe on that money in that particular year, as opposed to if that money goes to you and you give it to the church, well, you don't necessarily get that tax or you get that tax break. So I always encourage people, if you are giving money to church or to a charity and you have a required minimum distribution, use that money first for your uh, charitable contribution. Sure. Anything in excess of that, that's fine as well to do it in the normal way in which you do it.
0: Well, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. Obviously, um, if you make that, if you're giving tithing regularly to a church, instead of tithing regularly, add up the amount you'd give your church over the year and use your required minimum distributions for that or draw from an account Beautiful. for that that would have been taxable and use that money to pay for it. And your church gets the money and you, it helps you with your tax situation, right?
1: That's right, Tony. That's, ex- that's I think exactly the point right. You, were making you said it so well. You said it well, so well. Well, I'm ultimately. trying to
0: put it, uh, you know. You're my interpreter. Well, you're, you're, my you're, interpreter. Uh, you're on a higher level and I'm just trying to simplify things. For
1: that's for those good. listeners well, who are works. like me, like Thank I you.
0: need it simplified. So I'm just uh, trying yes, to translate. I like there. it. But yeah, Thank I- you. exactly. I think that's awesome. All
1: right, good. So uh, one other thing to look out for as we get towards the end of the year, Tony, is let's say you're looking to buy a mutual fund. And you have money in an individual joint or trust account. And you, you're looking to make a, 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 a stock equity mutual fund purchase. okay. Right? Right. Often these mutual fund managers are going to do a heavy sale of stock normally in the months of October, November, and December. And that's often where the biggest hit comes to your taxes on owning mutual funds because you have to pay the taxes on gains inside that mutual fund, whether you personally made the sale or if the mutual fund manager made the sale within that mutual fund that you own you have to pay capital gains so let's say in september you decide to buy a mutual fund and unbeknownst to you the mutual fund manager ends up selling off a bunch of stock at a profit at a profit a capital gains profit well what happens is you're going to end up in part paying taxes on that mutual fund at the end of the year you didn't make any additional sale of that investment during the course of the year, but you're having to contribute and pay the taxes on that particular fund. So I always tell people if you're looking to purchase a mutual fund towards the end of the year, it's probably better off just to wait to the next following year in which to do that. And if you're unsure and you really like a particular fund, call that company and clarify if there's going to be a big tax hit due to some sale of equities that they're planning on doing. And often they'll tell you, sometimes they won't be able to give you that information. It's better to not do it and wait until the next following year in which to do that so you can avoid the tax hit. Yeah,
0: yeah, there you go. And that's that's important to have these strategies to help you minimize that tax burden. And that's another big one right there. I just think that's so important. And obviously, this is the time of year when people need to look at this, and I know this is one reason why you get so busy in the fall, isn't it?
1: Yes, especially with required minimum distributions. We spend an awful lot of time on that, Tony, in November. And there's one other area that we get involved with that I'm going to go over with you now, and that is Roth IRA conversions. Ah, yes. Yes. We will do a lot of that in the month of November as people get closer and closer towards the year end. We have up until December 31st of that year in which to make a decision as to whether we want to do some conversion of money that's held in an IRA, a 401k, over into a Roth account. And just to re-explain, and I know we've done this before, Tony, people who own an IRA account, when you contribute into that traditional IRA account... You're given a tax break at that point in time, but the withdrawals that you make from that IRA are completely taxable at that point in time. And over time, the gains in an IRA should be well greater than the amount that you contribute. And you only get a tax break on the amount of money you contribute. The opposite is the case with the Roth IRA. You don't get the tax break when you put money into that Roth IRA, but all the money that you hopefully make over time, which should be well greater than the amount you contribute, you can pull out all of that money completely tax-free. Now, you have to own that Roth IRA for at least five years. You have to be at least 59 and a half at the time you withdraw to avoid any penalties. But the advantage is that money is completely non-taxable to you when you receive it. And because, and we've talked about this as well, you know, I think we're in the lowest tax period of our lifetime, and I believe taxes are going to go up. In fact, if we go back a hundred years, we have not seen taxes at this low a rate. Yeah. And for a lot of us, a lot of us look at our taxes and say, "Well, I pay way too much," and it's and, and we could rightfully say that. right, but compared compared to what people have paid on their taxes previously, it's actually quite low. <laughs> that if we if we can do some conversion, and when we convert IRA money into a Roth. We're going to pay taxes on that money in that particular year. Nobody likes paying taxes, and it's not always right for every individual. Often, I don't recommend we take all of your IRA money and convert it all in one year. If taxes are going to change, it's going to change more than likely in the year 2026, when the tax rates that were put in place under Donald Trump are due to expire. By 2026, I can imagine much higher tax rates. If we can move a good portion of that money out of the IRA into the Roth, although you pay more taxes up front, over time, you're going to save a lot of money. And with my software, I can show people just how much money you're going to save over time by doing that. And we do that towards the end of the year. And if you have a IRA or a 401k, you should be talking to your advisor as to, is this a good idea for you? Is this not a good idea for you? And what I tend to look at is what do I project out to be your taxes in retirement compared to your taxes while you're working? Many people think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. All too often, I find that's not the case. Yeah, that's,
0: and if that's, that's, that's a popular misconception, isn't it?
1: It is. And then if taxes go up, which I expected to, you're going to pay more on your federal and state taxes in retirement than during your working years. And that's where the Roth IRA can be incredibly valuable.
0: Well, obviously. And you know what? You definitely want to be working with someone like yourself before you do anything like a Roth conversion or do something with your 401k, especially as it relates to uh, your tax situation, because you don't want to make the wrong move that could cost you. You don't want to pay heavy penalties. You don't want to pay more taxes than you have to. You don't want to do something that will cause you to lose important money that could derail your retirement later on, So, or right now if you're in retirement. So how can our listeners out there get a hold of you, Jim, and set up that consultation?
1: Okay, if you're in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. And if you're in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815 331 8096.
0: All right. Well, that sounds great. And it's been a great show. But uh, Jim, I think we're out of time for today's show unless you have something else before we go.
1: Uh, everybody should consider the iBond offering at treasury.gov. It's offering currently a 9.62% wow. rate of return. And there are some tax advantages with this investment. Now, this is going to adjust, uh, the interest rate will adjust in November it changes every six months. You have to own it for at least one year. And there's more to this investment. If you have questions, let me know. It's handled directly with treasurydirect.gov. Uh, it's not anything that's handled through any investment advisor's office, but I'd be happy to answer any questions related to yeah,
0: it. Yeah. And that's important to know. I'm glad you ad- jumped in and added that because with our current market situation, there are things like I-bonds or MIGs that may be very beneficial depending on your situation. So work with a financial services professional. Our listeners should give you a call. What's that phone
1: number one more time? All right. Lake Geneva office number is 262-729-4128. Our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. All right.
0: Thanks, Jim. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at kramerfinancialtalk.com. Representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Annuities are designed for long-term accumulation of money. Surrender and withdrawal fees may apply on early withdrawals. Annuity withdrawals are subject to income tax and withdrawals prior to age 59 and one half may also be subject to an IRS penalty. Not FDIC NCUA insured and may lose value. Products and services may not be available in all states.